and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one precise page of Talmud every day. And what a page. Yoma 16 is, it does not waste any time. It gets right down to the measurements. In our case, the measurements of the ancient Beit HaMikdash, the ancient temple in Jerusalem. Here's a little taste. The Gemara seeks the opinion according to which this would be feasible. And we learned in a Mishnah, all the entrances that were there in the temple were 20 cubits high and 10 cubits wide. And we learned in a different Mishnah describing the layout of the temple, inside the eastern wall of the Temple Mount was a latticed gate. And we learned in a different Mishnah, inside the latticed gate was the rampart, which was an elevated area 10 cubits wide. In that area, there were 12 stairs. Each stair was half a cubit high and half a cubit deep for a total ascent of six cubits. Now, I am thrilled to welcome to the show Professor Alison Kader. Hello. Hi. It's lovely to be talking to you. The pleasure is all mine. And my question to you is this. You read this deeply intricate architectural description of measurements and cubits and lattice gates and stairs. My question is, why might something like this that seems so intricate and almost archaic to us today still be of interest? And, and why has it continued to sort of baffle and inspire generations of, of scholars? Well, I honestly can't talk so much about today. What I wrote about was in the past, in the period of the Enlightenment, why so many Christians were absolutely fascinated by looking at the dimensions, not only of the temple, but also of the Ark. And my argument was that many natural philosophers, that was the name for scientists of the time, were fascinated to look at these dimensions, to think about them, to ponder them because it made them really investigate all kinds of aspects that were scientific. I mean, you have to remember that people thought the temple was really a repository of all of the great wisdom that Solomon had accumulated. So they saw it almost as a scientific museum and they wanted to try to understand it. And the same thing about the ark. How did Noah construct the ark? So we have all kinds of measurements about the ark, too. How did Noah know enough about animals to be able to get them to walk into the ark two by two? So it may sound very strange to people, but this idea that Solomon was the wisest man in the world and Noah was so smart that he could build an ark, get the animals on it, and repopulate the earth had many Europeans investigating all these things in the interest of promoting science and showing that human beings may have fallen, all right, the story in Genesis of the fall, at least as it was understood by Christians. Many of these Europeans in the Enlightenment period said, well, we couldn't have fallen that much if Noah and Solomon were so wise. So what I've argued is that these wonderful myths from the Old Testament were absolutely crucial in the scientific revolution. I absolutely love this. And, and also what an interesting idea of looking at knowledge, right? This idea that if if someone was indeed reported to be the wisest man who ever lived, well, maybe he knew something about building that we might actually benefit from. Yes, exactly. So these were motifs that were out there, and there were all kinds of wonderful diagrams drawn of the temple and of the ark. One really major scientist 
of the period, John Wilkins, who was also a bishop in England, did a complete reconstruction of the Ark, even figuring out how many sheep would be necessary to feed all the animals on the Ark, <laughs> not to mention Noah and his family. And this may sound really strange, but as he worked on figuring all these things out, he was in a very clear way doing mathematics and doing science. It's very interesting to take into account all the texts and particularly the biblical texts that really were important in promoting science at the time. Just incredible. Professor Kudair, thank you so much for joining us. Okay, well, it was a delightful thing. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sarah Fredman-Ader, and Robert Scarmuccia. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic and we'll see you again soon. Mm-hmm.